when we share and we're vulnerable, although it's difficult, um, it fosters that connection that we so deeply desire. Um, but it does it by kind of helping us identify similarities in each other. So by sharing our story, somebody else goes like, oh my word, I'm not alone. Um, I also feel like that. Hi, I'm Fiona, and on this podcast, we'll be chatting about the joys and challenges of actively pursuing Jesus. Welcome to the Arising Podcast. I'm Nicole, and we look forward to having honest conversations about navigating real life, purpose, and our God-given dreams with you. We hope to establish community and come alongside you in these discussions and have you be part of these discussions. So let's get into our topic for today. And today we'll be chatting about vulnerability. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So we wanted to chat about um, kind of vulnerability, uh, why it's important, why it's hard, why we struggle with it. Um, And also maybe to start it off with, explain the difference between vulnerability and transparency. So Nicole, why don't you kick it off? Amazing. Thanks. <laughs> um, it's it's great how we delve into all the uncomfortable topics, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so vulnerability and transparency, it's, it's, it's actually crazy because sometimes I think we can get them confused because, or, in, you know, we use them interchangeably, but there is actually a difference. So as much as they are similar in ways, um, There is actually a difference. So um, the definition of vulnerability, thanks Google, um, is (laughs) the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. So obviously this is a broad, like broad definition of being vulnerable. So it can be in any context, in any setting. Obviously we're talking about kind of emotional vulnerability and, you know, connection and that, that kind of stuff. Um, but but isn't that true though? Vulnerability is is being exposed, mm. whereas transparency. I feel like I feel like it's almost like um, transparency is being seen, but it's like vulnerability is like being known in a way. Yeah, though they're both that. But like, anyway, so, yeah. For me, um, for me, I feel like transparency is a bit more superficial. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, if you just think of a thin sheet of paper that you can see through, it doesn't have any substance, um, but I can see through it. So that's great. Um, whereas vulnerability, oh, vulnerability has that depth. Um, mm. And I think that's what makes us feel like we're exposing ourselves when we're being vulnerable. Yeah, it's almost like being being transparent. So um, a definition of being transparent is how much information you share um, you know, being honest and open and, and a general, general being, like you say, like you can see through that person. So it's like, there's no, um, I almost want to say no weight, like you said, um, whereas with vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas vulnerability is exactly what it says is you're exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, which means that, surely you, there's a depth there's like there's an intensity almost there's like um there's like an openness that goes a lot deeper than just 
you know, information sharing, but, but almost to connection. Mm. Um, and yeah, Brené Brown is obviously like, she is pretty much the vulnerability queen. Um, the forerunner. <laughs> yeah, she, she, oh my gosh, like obviously her TED talk and like her books and her research and everything that she's done is so incredible. And um, if you haven't watched it, Go check out our show notes. We will link her talk and go watch it. Um, best 15 minutes of your life. She also has an extended version on Netflix, which is an hour long. So yeah. it's really good. It's so good. It's called something about Called to Courage or something like that on Netflix. But um, it's so good. And she's, you know, it's obviously it's scary. But um, in, her, in her TED talk, something that she said that really stood out for me um, is that, you know, she was saying that life is messy and how she mm. was like, no, no, like she doesn't want, <laughs> like she wants to put life in a box and like be able to label it and like, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, I mean, I can, can totally relate. relate to that as well. <laughs> mm. See, you. I think um, my, my journey with vulnerability started a couple of years ago um, when God started prompting me to write about my story and write about some of the things that he'd been teaching me. Um, it's kind of where my blog started and where my Instagram page started and stuff. But at that moment, um, vulnerability, vulner, being vulnerable actually with anyone like feels, feels very overwhelming. Um, you don't know where to mm. start. Um, and it's, oh, it, it feels like you're, like you said, like you're going to be exposed. Um, but what I realized is that, by being vulnerable and like Brene Brown says, like leaning into that discomfort, um, it somehow makes you feel better. Um, it's so, it's very strange. <laughs> mm. But it's, 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 I love what she says because she talks about how, you know, it's that connection um, where what people have in common in terms of connectedness and, um, you know, the sense of, belonging and stuff is like is being vulnerable and connecting on that level and I think um if we look into our relationships and our friendships like how many of our friendships can we look at and go okay this I know that this this friendship like is connected maybe like very much why because you've been through the thick of things you've had to be vulnerable at the worst of times you've had to wrestle through difficult things. And so that's, you know, I guess that's where we dig that well, um, you know, that well of depth through being vulnerable. So, um, and it's hard. Using the analogy of the well and taking that further, it becomes a supply of life, of water to whoever comes past it, you know, like, so it's hard to dig and reach those depths, um, but it's it's a it's an offspring of of life. So yeah, that is just to, <laughs> to complete your analogy. But I I totally agree. I think vulnerability um what makes it hard and what makes us kind of run away from it is the shame aspect. So we often think that mm. um, whatever we're going through is going to be viewed by somebody else as shameful in some kind of way, or they're not mm. going to understand it, or they're going to reject us as a result of our experience and what yeah what we want to share and that hinders connection and it's funny because i think um 
it's so true that we're just we we actually if we if we look in the Bible, if we like Brene Brown says it, but if we look in the Bible, um, at like when God made Adam, He saw that it was not good, and He made him a helper, and He made him a companion, which is Eve. So we're wired for connection. We're made for right. connection, and um, we're not meant to be on our own. And I think um, when we share and we're vulnerable, although it's difficult. Um, it fosters that connection that we so deeply desire, um, but it does it by kind of helping us identify similarities in each other. So by sharing our story, somebody else goes like, oh, my word, I'm not alone. Um, I also feel like that. Um, and I think that's where the connection kind of comes in. Um, I'll just tell a quick story that I don't, uh, so I don't know how many of you have been to pre-marriage counseling, but when they go, when you, <laughs> when you go to pre-marriage counseling, they kind of ask you if you feel like the two of you are opposites or if you're like exactly the same or similar. And they say like the majority of um, uh, engaged couples will say that they're exactly identical, like that they have so many things in common and that they have, you know, so many overlaps in interests and just everything. And then two, like one or two years into the marriage, they suddenly turn around and go like, how are you completely opposite to me? And I think, <laughs> I think that's because when we start a relationship with somebody and when we look for um, somebody to connect with, we automatically look for similarities and overlaps and that's where the connection mm. starts. Um, but we are complex human beings and um, that's not where the connection ends. Like we can still connect on our disagreements and we can still connect on our differences. Um, sure, and that's yeah. what makes us all unique. Um, I think maybe just to segue and to explain why we felt the need to have this conversation because I think vulnerability was very much a taboo topic until Brene Brown's TED talk like broke through all the records. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, and now it's like a hot topic and a hot buzzword. Um, it's something that both you and I have, have been um, confronted with and have journeyed with um, finding the balance between being transparent and being vulnerable at times. Um, and as Christians, I feel we often, um, I don't know, have this tendency to think that we need to portray this picture of being perfect because mm. we're striving to be more, and that's already a problem, the word striving, um, to be more like Jesus. Um, I think we tend, to, we tend to kind of block off that authenticity um, because we don't want to show people that we're struggling and we don't want to show people where we're lacking, um, mm. especially not to the world and even more to fellow Christians because, you know, we're all supposed to just be um, gathering as believers and these perfect little um, Christians. And <laughs> and it's, it's like you said earlier, life is messy. Mm. Life is yeah, I think, um, I think that's the thing. I think it's... I think life as as a Christian and life as as someone who loves Jesus, like it's it's this reckoning with with the mess. I think it's 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 a lifelong reckoning with our humanity and going like, well, <laughs> it's gonna be messy. But if if you're not willing to sit in the mess with me, then that's okay, you know. Or if I'm not willing to sit in the mess with you, then that's okay. Um, I I do believe, like you were saying just now, 
there's an overlap and a connectedness, you know, some people, or I feel like everyone has a point of connectedness just in being human, I guess. If, if anything else and everything else fails, we're human. So that connects us, you know, but there's always, there'll always be an overlap um, of connectedness, I feel. And it's just a matter of going, you know, um, I'm going through this thing right now, or I'm dealing with this right now. Um, you know, do you, do you have the capacity to, to sit in it um, and to go through it with me? Um, I can't remember why I'm on this tangent right now. <laughs> but I, so I think what you say is valid. Um, and there are going to be people in your life who will be able to weather those specific storms at that yeah. moment with you. Um, I have an illustration that I want to share with you. If you can imagine um, the people that come across your path in your lifetime um, and imagine your life and your, I, I guess, like emotional and um, state of being and just who you are as a house. So there are some people that you won't let into the gates of the perimeter fence. Like they're just not good for you. Um, mm. And that doesn't make them bad people. It just means that you're going to keep them at a distance. They're like far long acquaintances. acquaintances. Um, something that some somebody that you meet on a train and you just say hi. You're not going to tell them your whole life story. And then there'll be. I mean, <laughs> that happened to me before, but yes, <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> Um, but there are people that you'll invite onto kind of um, the veranda or to have a bra and to hang out, but they're still not a kind of let into your house, which is kind of like the depth of who you are. And even if you think of the rooms mm. of the house, um, there's a big difference in intimacy from the kitchen to the living room to your bedroom. Um, and yeah. there also the capacity that those rooms hold um, become less and less so your living room can maybe have like I don't know if you squeeze them in 20 to 30 people your kitchen can probably only seat like six to nine people around your dining room table if you're really going to swish them in and let's be honest your bedroom is probably only made for two um so mm. like as you get more vulnerable and as you get like more you know like I think it's word um less and less people can get into those spaces and really know the true depths at a time um so yeah, yeah that's i just thought it was a cool illustration mm. it is it's and it's so good to remember that because i think sometimes we forget and um it's it's almost like in our um in that uh, what's the word like on the along the journey of um getting to know ourselves and you know getting to know kind of our belonging and our place in the world, we can sometimes tend to forget that our, that, that our hearts are actually sacred spaces mm -hmm. and that not everyone has to fit in yeah. there. Like even your heart is only so big. So like, you, you know what I mean? Like, wow, if this is taken out of context, then that, that'll be super awkward. But um, <laughs> just in the sense that you can have a massive heart and love a lot of people, but that doesn't mean everyone gets access to, yeah. like you were saying, your bedroom or your, your bathroom or your whatever. Yeah. Like, um, and I think it's a, yeah, it's a very, um, it's, it's sometimes it's a tough journey to, to make those decisions and go actually like, it's part of like a, a self-love, if you will. Um, looking after yourself and going like, okay, no, I know that this 
and like you, you, you said it earlier, I don't know if it was now or, or earlier, <laughs> but, um, you know, like you, there's certain people that stay outside the gate, not because they suck, but because maybe the combination of the two of you is toxic. And in this moment, um, right now, you and this person is maybe just not a right mix because what you're yeah. going through and what they're going through is maybe not great together. Not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I think it's, it's, that is, is a very, that's again a reckoning with truth and honesty and vulnerability with yourself and, and like a reflection to go, okay, where am I at? You know, um, reflecting like what is the condition of my heart right now and what am I allowing in? Because if I'm going to be super honest, I don't know if this is going to be transparent or vulnerable, you can decide, but, um, you know, sometimes the state of our hearts aren't in the place to process everything that's going on in the world right now. Like if I'm super honest, I have days where I'm literally like, nope, (laughs) you know, where, where I just, I I struggle to take in the masses of things that's happening all around us. And my heart just, you know, isn't (laughs) always at, at a capacity to receive those things. And then that actually reminds me of something Brene Brown said, um, we're on first name basis almost. <laughs> um, something that Brené said um, was, you know, that we, when we numb, like we have to, we have to be so careful because you can't selectively numb. And so I think sometimes we want to numb out the bad feelings and we want to numb out the pain and we want to protect our hearts from being exposed, like the definition of vulnerability itself you know, being um, exposed and potentially attacked or harmed um, in our endeavor to protect ourselves, we actually shut out everything, not just the bad things. Yeah. Um, and that hit me square in the face, like even the very first time I, I listened to this and every time thereafter, um, that always just gets me because I can't selectively numb the bad feelings because then with those I lose love I lose joy I lose you know um creativity Mm -hmm. hope all those things and she says vulnerability is the birthplace of joy and creativity and love and belonging and it's it's your it it's hard yet so important and I think as creatives we can also agree that you know wholeheartedly do that because you know that if you have a block in something or another, maybe maybe it's a block in vulnerability. Maybe it's something where I'm, you know, fear or or doubt or things like that that are going like, oh, I'm trying to protect myself or, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, whereas if we just freely create, it's crazy what comes out sometimes, you know, um, if we're just willing to lean into the discomfort of that vulnerability. So... Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, with what you're saying is a lot of it comes down to emotional maturity to know where that line is mm. and um, kind of who to let in and who not to let in and also where you're at mm. emotional maturity to kind of check your gauges, um, to check your emotional gauges, to check your spiritual gauges, to check your um, physical gauges and go like, how do I, how am I responding to everything around me? And something that, um, mm also in kind of like response to what's happening in the world and there'll always be a crisis in the world and that's not belittling the crisis that's happening at the moment at all um 
But what often happens and what I've found in the last couple of years is when I'm trying to process something, especially something that might be um, quite heavy or if I'm even experiencing pain, be it emotional or physical, in that very moment when I'm experiencing it and processing it, uh, it's very difficult to be vulnerable. And that's probably not the space to be vulnerable. That's the space to be processing and healing and first actually just understanding what's going on in 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 your life or in your body. Um, And then after that fact, being vulnerable and being like, I went through this, um, but I came up on the other side and I found joy. I found that creativity and this is my response to it. Um, I'm going to be vulnerable. Mm. But that being said though, like I think especially with what's going on in the world, like everyone is going to react and process it differently and we shouldn't. Um, And those people are being vulnerable, sharing their stories and speaking up and, we should be listening. Um, but at the same time, like it doesn't give anyone the right to kind of judge and point fingers now um, and be like, you're processing it wrong. Um, at the same time, we can't say like you're speaking up and being vulnerable in the wrong way. Um, so it goes both ways. Yeah. And I think when people are being vulnerable, even if you can't relate or if you, if you don't understand, um, I would, I, my advice would be like to just listen, listen to their story because even if you can't relate and you can't connect to them, it doesn't make anything of their story less true or less impactful mm. or less real to them. Mm. I um, just something that you said just now about, you know, knowing, I guess, being self aware in knowing kind of where you're at and processing and healing. I think there's such a there's such a tender wisdom, I guess, um, that kind of comes with that because the the question that I've been wrestling with for the last maybe years, I don't know, last few months or year or three, um, is really the the idea that especially as Christians we have this notion, and it c- gets me a little bit fired up <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, that we need to be healed and whole and fine first before we share. Yeah. And that actually irritates <laughs> me. And I almost said something rude. <laughs> but it irritates me so much because I'm not saying expose yourself to the world when you're in the midst of healing and bleeding. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is don't suffer in yeah. silence and then two years down the line go, oh, um, I was, you know, just casually dealing with PTSD and depression for the and, last two years. And hashtag thanks for your support uh, sarcastically. <laughs> no, what? So I don't know. I think that's just a wrestle and a journey that I'm on is, is getting, is, is, I guess, wisdom. And it's, it's a tension that I'm constantly in when it comes to my own journey and my own sharing and my own posting and my own art, and you know, whatever, like, where do you draw the line to go? Okay. Is, am I oversharing or, you know, is this actually going to help someone, even though I might be right in the middle, I think what I appreciate about people sharing their mm. middles is first of all, that I can be in the middle. It gives me that freedom to be in the middle and not to constantly be wishing for the end all the yeah. time, just because we see everyone has victory and everyone has, you know, arrived and people have gone through it and they got through it. We see that picture and then we constantly go like, 
yes, okay, I'm going to get there, it'll get there, we'll get there, instead of just embracing the middle, the messy, messy middle that we don't want to be in. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, I think we need to give each other grace and give each other that freedom to be in the middle of processing yeah. stuff. Again, don't bleed over everyone. Don't, <laughs> That's you know, great. Don't, like, bleed all over. It is gross. Sorry. It's, it's the only way I can visualize and, like, <laughs> illustrate. Um, you know, but, but still share yeah. and still be open, still be vulnerable because what I needed in my middle or what I need in my middle is someone else's middle, not someone yeah. else's end. Yes, definitely someone else's end does help. It inspires hope. <laughs> because you know that there is, yes, there is victory, there is hope, there is, you know, good, um, his mercies on you every morning and, you know, great is his faithfulness. Like, it's good to know those things, but it's also good to know, hey, like, I can be stuck and struggling in the middle mm -hmm. as well. And that, I think, is also a very, it's a very vulnerable place and it's a very um, sensitive place. And so I'm, I'm definitely saying treat it with sensitivity, treat it with tenderness. Um, but just, you know, just remember that it's not, you, we don't have to reach the end before we share our stories. Um, I think that's, people might disagree with me and that's totally fine. But I think just in my own journey, I've spoken to people, friends, really close friends of mine, where they they, you know, we, we don't talk in months because life is busy. And then eventually when we do catch up, it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, and it's awesome. And then they're like, oh, I just blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Why didn't you tell yeah. me? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and then in the end of it all, they're like, oh, this happened. But like, I'm over it now. I'm like, no, but like, I want to yeah. be there in the middle with you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, so all of that rambling to say, it's okay to be in the middle it is a very vulnerable place. And it's like you decide decide who your bedroom and your bathroom people are. It sounds so weird. Maybe your bedroom but and decide, your kitchen people. You know? <laughs> I mean, bathroom is still also very intimate. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. decide who those people are and decide that, you know, together you are willing to stick, <laughs> stick in the mud, um, stuck in the mud that you're willing to get stuck in the mud with them and they're willing to get stuck yeah. in the mud with you. Um, and that's where vulnerability grows. That's where connection grows. That's where we start slowly but surely kind of getting over our shame and our fear. And I think this is a very big topic and we can talk about it for hours, but I guess I will end with this unless you have anything else to add, Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> um, two things is uh, another thing that Brené Brown said was being authentic, you know, is, is so crucial. And it's like you, the, being authentic is goes hand in hand with being vulnerable because it means that you're letting go of who you should be, who you think you should be, you know, being authentic is letting go of all these pretenses and all these things that um, you have in your head of how you should be. And actually just being authentically human, being authentically in the middle, you know, and in that way, being vulnerable and, you know, being connected. Amazing. And then <laughs> I'm going to end off with a quote. It's a quote um, by C.S. Lewis. I'm not going to read the whole one, um, but, but I, I am going to read what, what really struck, you know, struck a chord with me. Um, and it says the following, 
It says, to love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not sure. even an animal. So, um, I mean, the rest of that quote is also phenomenal. Y'all can Google <laughs> that if you want to. But, um, but it's so true. To love at all is to be vulnerable. And isn't that the greatest commandment, mm. though? Is to love God and to love people. And so love and, and vulnerability go hand in hand. And it is. Mm. It's hard. Um, but I guess it's totally worth it once we are, have that courage to, to tell our story with our whole hearts, as Brene Brown says as well. And yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's our chat on vulnerability for yeah, today. thanks for listening. <laughs> um, yes, and we will continue this conversation um, with a Friday Definitely, Live. As always, so, as tradition. <laughs> as always so um so if, if you're listening to this podcast on the day that it comes out or the wednesday thursday or friday then you'll know that the next week is the live um so join us for that it's gonna be dope. if you're confused <laughs> as to when or what or how follow us on instagram <laughs> just we post all the yeah. updates on instagram yeah, yeah. you can um yeah, you can find us there. Um, leave a comment, um, like our podcast, you know, leave us a review. It helps other people find it. Um, you can leave us voice notes with Anchor. So if you have um, something Ooh. to share about vulnerability, um, let us know and we can include your voice notes in um, our show next time. If you have any questions for us, um, any yeah. suggestions for topics, please let us know. Yeah. See you in the see you in the Friday Amazing. live. Woohoo! Bye. Bye.